Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch bad diets, build strength and transform their habits so that they can lose fat and feel confident for good. So we're saying goodbye to yo-yo dieting, saying goodbye to restrictive dieting. And we do all of this without sacrificing the food and the life that we love. I am so grateful that you've chosen to listen to me ramble on on this podcast. And I would be really grateful if you could do me a favor. Please, can you rate, review and share this episode with whoever you think that it might help? If you'd like my help and support so that you can reach your health and fitness goals, make sure that you get in touch. You'll find the details in the show notes. For now, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So we are here for this week's check-in. Before I begin, if the audio doesn't sound that great, apologies. It is because I don't have my microphone with me. I am in Crete at the moment, so I'm on holiday. Um, so if the audio doesn't sound that good, it's because I don't have my microphone, but I'm just on a couple of tests, so I'm hoping that it's okay. Um, okay, so let's get cracking. To begin with, let's go through the wins of the week. So thank you, everybody, for your check-ins. I have got a good few um, wins to celebrate and then a few little struggles to go through as well. Um, so thank you, everybody, who... Um, filled in the form and updated me on where you're up to. So first of all, we'll go through the wins. So Faye, three workouts and an average of 7K steps a day. So she's feeling good to be back at it again. Um, Faye was unwell after, I think she had COVID or something, and she was basically out of action for a full week. And we know that when you've been really consistent with exercise and eating well, it can feel like a bit of a knock when you haven't been able to do anything. Um, but she's back into the swing of things, which is great. We've got Sarah, who is a new member um, to the community, and she said she's tracked all of her food consistently. She hasn't done any secret eating, which is great. And when we think about secret eating, who are we kidding, really? You know, we're not kidding anybody. We can't even kid ourselves. If it doesn't, if, if we pretend it didn't exist or we don't track it in my fitness pal, we're not really going to help the situation and we're not benefiting in any way. It, we're just kind of keeping ourselves stuck for longer. Um, so well done for being fully honest with that, Sarah. She said she hit a protein target every day, which she says that she is made up with because she struggled with that previously. Um, so that obviously hasn't happened by accident. You've had focus and intention with protein. And I think like for everybody who is new, who is struggling with the protein, I know that it can feel over overwhelming initially because it always did for me as well. But once you start to track your food and you start to figure out what foods actually do have protein in and what foods actually bump that protein target up, it is actually easier than what we think. Um, so that's amazing. She had planning, she planned everything in advance, and that has really helped. I always say this, you've heard, heard me say this so many times, is that planning really is the key. And it just makes things a little bit easier. And I'm not saying plan absolutely everything down to a T and don't allow yourself to deviate from that. Just have a rough idea of what's for breakfast, a rough idea of what your lunches will be, a rough idea of your dinners. And it can really, really help. It will go a long way. Nikki got back on track after two holidays. Rachel lost a pound on the scales. She says, although it's not all about the number on the scales, I'd put on a couple of pounds during holidays. So it's nice to see that being back on track, I have lost one, um, which is brilliant. It's a nice reminder that this works. And it does. <laughs> I say this all the time. Like there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that what I teach works. And I know it does because I've got so much evidence and proof um, with myself and with clients that this does work. It's all about 
what you the effort that you put in, how much you commit to it. Um, so a nice reminder, Rach. Um, Julie got five workouts in, which is a lovely active week. Claire got on the scales and she saw it go down. She said she's had lots of weekends away and social events, and she said that it's, her weight has still gone down. So evidence to all of you out there who are using your social occasions or your breaks away as a reason to not make any effort at all. Claire is evidence that with a busy social life and even while going away a lot, you can actually still make progress. We don't actually need perfection to get fat loss. We don't need to be perfect in order to see results. It's all about um, consistency and putting in an effort as, and, and doing what we can. Claire said she doesn't like to pay attention to the scales as she knows that she can get a little bit obsessed with like a pound up and a pound down. Um, and she said that she just weighed herself um, to see where she was up to and she's dipped into the lower half of the stone. So it was nice to get that little bit of a boost. So well done, Claire. I know you've not been a member of the community for long, but obviously what you are doing is paying off. Ashley said she's been she's checked in because she has been MIA and she has been at MIA. Um, I've messaged her on the app to see what she was up to. She said she had a lot of stress in her personal life, which I'm sorry that that has um that there's been stuff going on. She said that she let old habits creep in, which I think that most of us can probably resonate resonate with a little bit. I know that I can. Um, and she said that she although that old habits have creeped in, she hasn't gone completely off the rails which I think is shows some real good growth she says that the habits that she created from the confidence club have become a part of her life and her routine now she says that she knows that she's holding herself back by not looking after herself properly so going forward if it's a good week or a bad week I'm determined to still check in I think that what we need to remember is if no matter what we need to take care of ourselves and our health needs to be a number one importance in our life because nobody else is actually going to do that for us like as women we all look at look after everyone else and we all take care of things for everyone else and maybe in your career you might take care of things for other people but none people aren't going to do that for you when it comes to your health you have to be the the person who takes full responsibility of your health and well-being so even if you are going through a bit of a difficult time, it's okay to let things slip a little bit, but you can't fully neglect yourself. We can't be okay with neglecting our well-being. In fact, I feel like when you are going through a difficult time, you should run towards looking after yourself. Like you should run towards looking after your own health. If I'm going through a very stressful time, like in my personal life or with work, I feel like the only thing that brings me back to normal and brings me back to, or one of the only things that brings me back to feeling good is a bit of self-care. And that might be a workout. It might be a hot bath. It might be a healthy meal. Um, I never feel better just for eating chocolate and living off chocolate for days. I always feel better for making myself a proper meal and for putting in that effort. Um, I never feel better for avoiding the walks or avoiding the workouts. When I do those things, I do feel better though. So I always say that like, training walking and eating a healthy diet it's not going to solve all of your problems like I'm not saying that it's going to solve every issue that you've got in your life but it will help because if you're pouring into yourself and you're giving yourself time energy attention and like self-love and self-care those things will make you feel better overall so when we are having stressful times when we are having difficult times try and ground yourself or make yourself feel better with self-care and that isn't just eating cake and drinking alcohol that's not self-care self-care is actually taking care of the body that you've got um so actually moving forward try and think about that like you've said some of the habits have stuck with you which is great but what we would like is for you to not go so long next time and to really be like hang on 
no matter what no matter what is going on in work or no matter what is going on in your relationship I need to take care of myself Claire welcome to the confidence club community she got three workouts in so she did two lift and glow and a reformer pilates which is great Lauren um, one of the ignite members she said she managed to make sensible choices 80% of the time, despite barely being home and having extremely late evenings and nights with my baby being poorly. So this is an example of something's happened in your week that is very stressful. Your baby's not well. It causes chaos. It causes uproar in your life. What can you do in those situations? Okay, maybe going for a walk is not re not realistic thing because you can't take the baby out. Maybe going to the gym is not realistic because you can't get childcare. That's fine. But what can you do? Feed yourself good foods. Fuel yourself with fruit, veg, protein. Make sure that you are eating well. That's the thing that you can control. Getting as much sleep as you can. Leaning on your support system if you're able to. Your partner, your parents, those things. Um, and it sounds like you've still, rather than your baby being sick and thinking, oh, fuck it, I just can't be bothered with anything. I'm just going to live off crisps and whatever. Or we can't, all week. You said that you've made sensible choices 80% of the time. So that makes me think that you still have made a conscious effort way of taking care of your well-being. Ananda, another new member to the community or a returning member to the community, shall we say. Um, her biggest win was being more active. She said she did a little walk with the dog um, each evening. She cycled home four out of five days, which is a, such a good way to make your day more active. She said that she managed to complete three workouts. She said they weren't perfect, but in the past, she would have skipped in the same conditions um chrissy's win is five workouts including some pbs which is fab lauren got loads of activity and again pilates f45 classes as well as lng workouts so lift and glow workouts and steps were over 65k so super active week for lauren well done beth she said that she made sure her protein was high and she ate enough to try and build up her energy Meg, so Megan said that she feels like this is truly a lifestyle for her now. And if you're watching it on the video, you can see the smile because it always makes me feel good when people find this stuff easy. Like whenever anyone starts, it does feel hard and it does feel overwhelming. If you are new to the community and you're, being, you're feeling overwhelmed by everything that I am asking of, yeah, uh, the tracking on my fitness pal, the um additional thing of working out throughout the week you know that the other things you've got to do the more the things that you've got to think about if you're feeling overwhelmed just know that that's normal and it can feel all alien and all brand new but that doesn't mean that you're not capable of making it part of your lifestyle and it feels fun and enjoyable it's just that you have to get through the difficult phase and you have to learn and understand how to include the things that we're doing in your life in a way that feels good for you it just takes a little bit of time. No one is expecting you to overhaul your life in the space of a week or two. It can take months. Megan's been a member um, for a long time and saying that she truly feels like this is a lifestyle now, you know, that that's good and, and that does take a while. So um, well done, Meg, because the only reason this is a lifestyle for you now is because you've been consistent with it and you've put the effort in and you've pushed through those hard times and you've worked through them, all those social events that you've made adjustments for, all those holidays that you've had that you've had to come back from and get back going again. Um, you have been a, a perfect example of consistency over the last year or so. She said that working out, eating well and having fun while doing it. She said she doesn't really have to think about it anymore and I love it, which is just 
this is this is where I want everyone to be. And you can be there if you give this the right amount of effort and the right amount of time. This isn't going to happen in the space of a couple of weeks. As I said, Meg's been a member of the community for um a good while now. Haley went on a girls' trip to Poland. Um and she said they did so much walking. She allowed herself to enjoy herself with a healthy balance of food and alcohol choices. Amazing. I always say this, we spend the least amount of our time, most of us anyway, spend the least amount of our time on holiday and we spend a lot of money and like hard-earned hours that we work on going on holiday. So we need to be able to enjoy them. We don't want to feel restricted. We don't want to feel like we can't do anything. We don't want to feel like we can't drink and that we should feel guilty for those things. So make sure that when you are going on holiday, you are enjoying yourself because that is a tiny percentage of the year. If you look at 52 weeks in a year, you might be away for four of them, still not a massive amount of the whole year. Um, and those four weeks are not going to ruin your entire year. What matters is the other 48 weeks that you are at home. That's where the work is. That's where the effort is. And it'll probably be less than 48 weeks because there'll be other things that'll go on that'll um, stop you from being able to be perfect and stuff. And that's that's life, that's fine. Like I always say, you don't need to be perfect with any of this. You just need to show up in some way. Nicolette, proud of you. Very, very proud of you. Third week of hitting her steps and getting three lift and glue workouts. For reference, she's got a brand new baby as well as a, a small child. Is she still a toddler? Is she three, four? Um, she said she's trying her hardest to be consistent each week as much as she can. And so far, so good. So well done. Amazing. Um, and then Steph. So again, Stephanie, well, welcome to the Lift and Glow online community. She said she had pushed herself in the gym. She said she had a mindset that she couldn't do pull-ups, so she never really tried. She said she was using the weight-assisted machine, and she said that she felt pretty rubbish on it. But it was the switch from, like, not even trying to let's give it a go, and that made her feel good. And this is what I mean when I talk about when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, we actually end up feeling good for it, even if it didn't go as well as what we think. So if something does feel impossible or something does feel hard, we need to run towards doing the hard thing. We shouldn't be avoiding things that are challenging. We should actually be facing them and run towards them. And and this is one of the best things that I learned is that life's not meant to be easy. The gym's not meant to be easy. Like being healthy is not meant to be easy. Um, it's meant to be challenging and that's what we need to kind of run towards. So that's exciting and that's actually what makes us feel good. When we've done a really tough workout, when we've done something that we didn't expect to be able to do, we always feel better for it um, afterwards, which is fab. Okay, so moving on to the struggles. Okay, so I have struggled with my hunger levels because of the shock of the reduction in calories. So this particular person's calories aren't super low. Obviously, if you're in this community, you know that I don't put people on crazy low calories. However, whenever we start any diet where we are having, we are reducing how much we are we be we are gonna eat in comparison to what we've been eating in the past, we can expect to feel hungry. So if I'm used to eating 2,500 calories every day. And then I go, right, I'm going to go into a deficit now and change that to 2,000 calories a day. I'm going to feel the difference. I'm going to miss those 500 calories. Your body is going to miss those 500 calories because our bodies get really good at being efficient on what we're giving them. 
And what we have to remember is when we're going, when we're trying to lose weight and we go into a calorie deficit, we are basically putting our body, our body needs a certain amount of energy for it to maintain itself. And then when we put ourselves into a calorie deficit, we eat slightly less than that. So we are under eating for what we need to eat to sustain ourselves. That's why we lose weight as a result. So hunger, especially in the first week or two of dieting is completely normal, 100% normal, because more often than not, we've gone from eating whatever we want, whenever we want. And um, this is also common after a holiday. You've gone from eating and drinking and having whatever you want and total freedom and no, not paying attention to anything you've been eating. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I can't have that chocolate bar in the afternoon anymore. Or I can't have those chips with my lunch anymore. Or I need to choose something different or I need to have slightly smaller portions. And our body will miss it. And, our, and your body will tell you that it wants more food by, you know, signaling that, that you're hungry. So this is normal. First week, completely normal. However, if this goes on and continues and you are always hungry, you are always thinking about food and you are, you are really struggling to stay within your calorie target, you need to let me know because that is not how you need to be. You do not need to feel like that. Some hunger is normal. So if you're peckish for your breakfast, if you're peckish for your lunch and you're peckish for your tea, that's normal and we should expect that. But if you cannot stop thinking about food, you cannot control it, you're always hungry and you're never really feeling satisfied, that's a sign that you are under-eating massively. So you need to make sure that you are letting me know if this does continue. But first week, this is expected. The things that I would say to help you manage hunger would be keep protein high, which you know that you're already doing, and then keep food volume really high. So loads of fruit and veg, loads of veggies. So you will always see when I post a recipe or something on Instagram, if I just posted, for example, the dirty rice that I posted the other week, was it last week? If I just had in that mince and rice, that would have looked like a small dish. But because I had mince, rice, peppers, onions, carrots, um, green beans, mushrooms, all of those veggies, they didn't add a, lot, add a lot of calories to the dish, but they did add volume and your stomach knows volume. So you want to try and fill yourself up with what looks like a big meal. Um by adding low calorie, high volume foods like fruits, veggies. That would be my main advice. Also drink lots of water and get lots of sleep. Both of those things really do help with hunger as well. Next we have, I went over my calories a couple of days. It's been a bit harder this week to tell myself I don't need more chocolate. Now this person has just come back from holiday. So that again, like I've just said there, this, this kind of links up is that if you just come back from holiday and you're used to eating and drinking whatever you want, when you come back, you do see this like um, hunger kind of extending because your body's like, well, we, last week we were having this. Last week it was time for an ice cream. Last week it was time for cake. So you have to kind of expect that when you come back from holiday and you do have a re reduction in your calories, you're going to feel a little bit hungrier. But like I said, again, make sure you let me know if this continues and also make sure you're focusing on water sleep and high volume, low calorie foods. I think as well, it's also important to note that at certain times of the year and the month that you will feel more hungry. So pay attention to where you're up to in your menstrual cycle, pay attention to how you're feeling stress-wise, 
um, how much sleep you've been getting. Maybe you have gone from, maybe you were eating exactly the same on holiday and you've come home and you're just more active now. And that increased activity has led to more hunger. Maybe that's a reason why. So um, think about these things um, and just try your best to manage them with those water, sleep, high volume, low calorie foods. Okay, so this one is, so this is someone who's very new to the community. They said they are really struggling tracking food on MyFitnessPal. So I do have a guide, a user guide, a MyFitnessPal user guide, which will tell you exactly how to use MyFitnessPal with pictures, instructions. And then also I can send like screen recordings of anything that you are struggling with. One thing that I will say though to this person and to everybody else who's in this situation, because I know there's a lot of new people in the community right now, is that when you started riding a bike, didn't it feel impossible? When you started learning how to drive a car, didn't it feel impossible? When you were learning to write, when you were learning to do maths, anything that you have been doing, anything that you have done in your life that has been new has been hard. First time that you tried to do a squat, I bet you were all over the place. First time you tried to do a lunge, I bet you nearly fell over. So tracking on my fitness pal is just another one of those things. You just got to learn how to use the app. And honestly, you don't need to make it be so complicated and overwhelming. Um, it's just like right now, this is a little bit annoying. It's taking me a little bit more time, but I will get the hang of it. And my fitness pal is brilliant. It saves all of the food. Most of us eat the same foods on repeat. And it saves your food, so it won't always be so challenging. I remember I didn't track on my fitness pal for years and years. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's obsessive. I can't be bothered having to track every calorie. Um, that just takes up too much time, considering I had all the time in the world. I don't know why I used that as an excuse, but I was I was basically like just shut it off and was just refused to do it. And then when I started to do it, okay, it was taking me a bit of time to begin with. But then now it takes me less than 30 seconds to add a food item and I'm now tracking on my, my fitness pal again so I've been using the app again so I'm trying to eat more now in order to gain weight so I've had to be tra I've had to track to understand what that amount of food looks like and it's not it's it it really doesn't take long I haven't done it in a couple of years obviously I've been in and out of the app to show you guys stuff but it doesn't take long and so what I'm trying to say is that, okay, this might feel frustrating now. The app might feel difficult to use. It might feel a bit alien, but within seven days, I'm confident that you will get the hang of it. And don't use age. Don't use, oh, I'm a technophobe. Don't use, don't give yourself any labels or any excuses. Every single person is capable of being able to learn my fitness pal. We're all capable of learning, learning whatever we want to. It's about making sure that you put in the effort and, and make it happen. So um, I know that it's frustrating and you feel like you're struggling with it, but it doesn't mean you're always going to struggle with it. If you keep trying, if you keep giving it a go, you will find that it gets much easier over time. Use the guide, use me, ask the group as well, ask questions. We are all here to help you. Okay, so I pulled a, my calf muscle and I'm annoyed with that. I've been doing lots of icing and stretching. I'm on the mend. Um, I wanted to bring, I haven't got much to say about this because obviously I'm not an injury specialist and I'm not a physio and I wouldn't like talk about stuff that I don't fully know about. But what I will say is I believe icing is not the way to go for injuries. Even the person who invented rice, so rice is rest, ice, compression, elevation. 
And even the person who invented that, I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, he has even come out and said that icing is not the right thing to do. We actually want to be putting heat on injuries. So if I ever and if I ever if I'm ever um have a niggle or an injury or something's inflamed, I'll always use heat now. Um and I never ever ice anything. So I just wanted to say, you sound like you are giving it a go at looking after it, stretching, icing, but switch switch the ice for um heat. I think ice is good for immediate swelling. And what they say is if you have immediate inflammation to do like ice, then heat, then ice, then heat. But if this is something that's been going on for a while, it's probably not like um, swelling that's just happened. It might just be kind of, it's like an ongoing thing. I would say just to use heat. Next struggle. Um, this is actually, I think, a bit of a win. I didn't restrict my calories and I didn't stay within my calorie. Basically, this person is on week one of joining the confidence club. I didn't stay within my 1600 calories once, but I just focused on tracking every single thing that passed my lips and aiming for steps, water, sleep, and staying accountable and in control. I think this is a really, really good move because, and, and a lot of the time, if somebody has been um kind of doing what they want and not really focusing on nutrition or ever, anything for a while, I will say, just track everything you eat now so that we can see what you're having. And then you might be like, oh gosh, I've been eating 2,300 calories. Or in fact, sometimes I only eat 1,000 and other times it's 3,000. And you'll start to understand why you are where you are. Um, and also like tracking and not giving yourself any targets can be very helpful because there's no pressure on it. There's no stress on it. It's just, I'm going to track everything and see where I'm at. So well done, I like this. And I think that you're focused on the things that you could focus on and that didn't feel too overwhelming. So I'm always a big believer in don't try and do everything at once. Okay. Like don't try and do the steps, the sleep, the protein, the water, the, you know, fruit and veg all in one week, choose one thing each week, choose the, the least overwhelming thing and smash that. And then the next week, add something in, then the next week, add something in. And like I always say, habits grow legs. So normally when we do start eating more protein, or for example, if we do start exercising, we don't want to ruin that exercise with with unhealthy food. So we'll automatically start eating well. So habits usually grow legs and expand into one another. Um, so I think that this is a win. This is a good thing. Um, you are easing yourself in, which is what I would recommend. Okay, next struggle. Um, to deal with the weekend was difficult. Usually. It's when I eat more and I don't pay attention to protein. I slip into sugar and it was a challenge. But looking at the bright side, I never went crazy. And I managed to track calories and hit my protein, even overeating a bit in my calorie target. It wasn't a total disaster. When it, What we need to remember about weekends is, realistically, weekends are just another day of the week. And okay, we're not in work, some of us. Okay, we're not in work. And okay, we're out of our normal routine or the people around us are off work or whatever. But it's a normal day. And your body deserves good food and you 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 deserve good fuel, you deserve movement. Um, it's not an excuse or a reason to just eat and drink whatever you want. Okay. And this mindset of the weekend just being, whoa, let's go go wild and have whatever we want, that will actually hold you back a lot. And it's probably the reason that you are stuck or have been stuck in the past. Um, so it's good that you never went crazy. It's good that you managed to stay on track, hit calories. 
Um, but what I would say is don't save your treats to the weekend. And this is why you're in this treat yourself of a weekend because maybe you're too restrictive and too strict too strict through the week. We should be having little hits of pleasure. I know we talk about this a lot. We should be having little hits of pleasure every day, okay? So if chocolate's your thing, have a small amount of chocolate every day. If crisps your thing, have a small bag of crisps every day. Like, don't save it all for the weekend because if you save it all for the weekend, you're going to eat five times more. You're going to eat 10 times more. We want to make sure that we are having little hits of pleasure and that we enjoy Monday to Friday just as much as we enjoy Saturday and Sunday. Um, Don't feel guilty or bad if you eat out or you eat ice cream or you eat chocolate through the week because you're just enjoying your life and you just, you, and it's all about how much of it you have and what the portion size are like and what happens the rest of the day and the rest of the week. So don't save all your treats for the weekend. I would never recommend anyone do that. I would always say have hits of pleasure because when you save it all for the weekend, you overindulge you the weekend. And that's just, that's just the way the humans react um, to restriction. We all, it leads to overindulgence more often than not. Um, next we've got protein fruit and veg hasn't been great this is because I didn't plan and didn't get a food shop in so sort on that for this week now I've spoke about this a lot in the past as well if you do not start the week with a full fridge how do you expect to have a successful week so do some planning or do some sort of just just let yourself help yourself out do a food shop order an Asda Morrison's or Tesco whatever order a food delivery go to the food shop try and do it the same day each week um, and just make sure you've got a full fridge. The week, I feel like I am always chasing my tail. So for example, before coming on holiday, I didn't have a full week um, at home. So then when it was at the weekend, and normally I would do my Asda delivery. I didn't. I thought, oh, well, I haven't got a full week at home, so I'll just play it by ear. That then turned into a disaster. It turned into a takeaway me not eating proper meals, me having to go to little shops a couple of times in the week, probably spending more overall. And it, it actually did not help me at all. And it made my whole week chaos because I didn't have food in the fridge, didn't have healthy foods. Um, and it was just like, it, it just made everything, I was much less organized, much less prepared um, and less healthy as a result. So it really makes a massive difference. That half an hour of either sitting and ordering your food or going and getting your food in makes a huge difference to your entire week. So I know you know this, the person who put this struggle up. I know you know this because you've been in the routine lately of doing this. So ask yourself, why didn't you? So I know why I know why last week I didn't do my big shop. And it was because, oh, I'm going on holiday, so I'll just wing it. Didn't work. So moving forward, I won't do that again. So what was your reason? It might be that you weren't well. It might be that you couldn't get to the shop or but why not order a delivery? Ask yourself why and then see if moving forward, we can avoid that. Okay, right. Let's move on to questions. Um. Okay, so somebody said they are not able to train upper body because they've been advised by a doctor. Would you recommend doing home workouts concentrating on just lower body? And if so, what exercises? Um. Okay, so what I would say is you should always follow the advice of your doctor. So if your doctor has said or a physio has said, do not train at all, do not train at all. It's not my place to go against that. Um, however, most doctors and most physios would never advise that. It depends on what the situation is. If you can't train upper body, you've still got a big lower body there that you can train. You can do squats, you can do 
leg press, you can do um, hip abduction, you can do RDLs, you can do hip thrust, you can do single leg hip thrust, you can do bridges. What you might want to do is just do the two lower body days from the lift the confidence club gym program. Okay. So do the two lower body days. Or if you wanted to go three times, just do the three full body workouts and just train lower body um, and miss out the upper body ones or just do what doesn't cause you uh, pain. Um, next question is, I had an Indian takeaway last night, vegetable Alfrezi. I didn't know what to select on the app. You don't need to be perfect with these things. It's better to put something in and guesstimate than to put nothing in at all. I actually tried this out and I put in my fitness pal vegetable val vegetable gel freezy. Loads and loads came up. Okay. Normally I would put it in. So if for example, if I got a chicken tikka masala, I would put in chicken tikka masala, Indian takeaway. And then I would choose like a higher calorie option. We always overestimate than underestimate. So this doesn't need to be so difficult. Search what you ate. If you bought something from MS. Say if you bought a sandwich from somewhere, a baguette. I had a baguette from the airport. Say if that wasn't and it uh, didn't exist on my fitness part, and I'll just put in, and it's a ham and cheese baguette. I'll just put in ham, cheese, baguette, and then choose one that has got like a decent amount of calories in. I don't often choose the lowest calorie option. I might not always choose the highest. It just depends, like kind of where it is up to. Sometimes if you are eating at a restaurant or getting a baguette from somewhere and it says baguette, anything from anywhere, and it says, oh, 500 calories, choose one, and it's not on my fitness belt, just choose one that's close to that number. Um, Next question. <laughs> How can I shrink my stomach? Because, wow, I'm a greedy bitch. Um. Unfortunately, you have just got to eat less. No, seriously, it, it is about um if you have not been dieting and you are about and you are just starting dieting, then you are going to feel hungrier. And we have to accept that you're going to feel a little bit hungrier, and that's normal and that's part of the process, and that's okay. Um, I would eat high volume foods, I would get a lot of sleep, I would drink lots of water, and just give yourself a few weeks to ease yourself in. So say if your target was 1,600 calories, you might want to do 1,800 calories for the next week. And then next week, you might want to do 1,700 calories. And then the week after, 1,600 might be doable. Remember, I say this a lot, and I think people miss this, is that you do not need to be perfect with your calorie target to lose weight. Everyone has a buffer, okay? So if, you, if I've given you a 1,600 calorie target, Eating 1,800 calories would still leave you in a calorie deficit. It's just not as big of a calorie deficit as what I've intended to put you in. So you have a buffer. You can go over by 50. You can go over by 100. You can go over by 200. And you can still be in a deficit. You don't need to be 100% perfect in order to lose fat. It will slow down the rate of fat loss, don't get me wrong. But it will also be easier and more enjoyable and possibly more sustainable. So it's not a bad thing if you do go over. Sometimes you will. If you're going over by 1,000, 500, 700, it's too far. But if you're going over by 100, 200, 50, you're all right. I think if you allow yourself to go over and honour your hunger, you can actually end up overall getting better results and having a better relationship with food as well. Um, just being like, no, today I am a little bit more hungry, so I'm going to have an extra 200 calories, but tomorrow I'll return back to doing what I was doing. Um. And the same goes like with the menstrual cycle. If you're hungry before your period, you can allow yourself to eat a little bit more. And um, we don't have to be so rigid and so strict. 
it's not perfect it's not perfect science not in exact science it's just a guide and you do have a buffer so it's okay if you are struggling particularly with hunger to go over a little bit okay um next question this is the final question i have a birthday on saturday and we'll be on will be on those all-you-can-eat steak places. We'll try to save 100 calories per day, but appreciate any other advice. My advice for anything all-you-can-eat or anything buffet-related is you get one plate. Yeah, so if you were going to be eating a meal at home or you are going to be eating a meal at a restaurant, you would get one plate of food. So if you go to a buffet, you get one plate and you don't go back. And this is the thing that I tell myself... So if I'm at a buffet, I'll go up and I'll get what I want. I'll choose high protein options and I'll get what I want. But it's one plate of food. That's all I need. I've had my breakfast. I've had my lunch. I only need one plate of food. There's no need. It's not necessary for me to be greedy. I'm there for the social aspect. I'm there for the celebration. I'm not there to eat three plates of food. You go into a steak place somewhere like Viva Brazil or something like that, where it's all you can eat. So you're going to eat shitloads of protein. So you don't need to worry about that. What I would say is when you go up to the buffet to get your sides, to get veggies, to get salad and one portion of carbs. So that means rice or potatoes or chips or pasta or bread, not all four, either or. Choose one portion of carbs, fill the rest of your plate with salad and then get as much protein as you want and enjoy it because that's what you're there for. Um, So you can navigate this you can handle this. This isn't impossible to do. But if you go and get one plate, two plate, three plates, four plates, you're going to overeat. If you get a dessert as well, you're going to overeat. There's no need to. Think about what would I reasonably sit down at the table and eat at home? Just eat something similar, okay? Um. So I would say choose one portion of carbs, ideally a fist, a closed fist portion, sized portion of carbs, not the whole plate. Because I've said go up once doesn't mean that you should eat a mountain. But like get one plate with a closed fist size portion of carbs, loads of salad, loads of veggies, and then just get a decent amount of protein, whatever you feel like you want to try. Um, things like ribeye sausages, um, there will be higher fat, more fatty cuts of meat, like sausages and ribeye steak. Maybe you could try and stick to the leaner cuts like fillet or sirloin um, or chicken or fish if that is an option and that might help you limit your um calorie intake too girls that is everything from me it was lovely to catch up with you all thank you very much if this audio is terrible terrible i'm so sorry i'm going to try and remember to bring the uh, microphone with me next time i was meant to bring it but i forgot but we're all human is what it is um and just so that you all know that where i'm at um when i'm on holiday i'm enjoying holiday so i have been drinking beer and one thing that I have been doing is eating meals that I would normally eat at home. So we've got breakfast every morning. So I'm having a yogurt and fruit for breakfast. There is cooked breakfast. There is toast. There's pastries. There's, there's cakes. But I'm not having those things. I'm just eating what I would normally eat at home because I know that that's going to make me feel better. For lunch, I've been having sandwiches. For dinner, I've been having whatever the fuck I want. And there has been a lot of beer consumed. But I'm on holiday and that's what it's about. This week or these few days are not going to dictate how I look or feel for the rest of my life. It's everything that I do at home. It's everything that I do in between the holidays that do. So just remember that next time that you are worrying about a holiday or feeling guilty for it, they're there to be enjoyed. 
you can live your life. It's all good. Have an amazing week. Enjoy yourselves. And if you have any questions, please let me know. See you soon.